Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast, here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 31, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, let's take a look at the daily chart, see if anything's jumping off the page at us. The first thing we notice is the obvious. The trend is your friend until it's over. The market's above all the moving averages. Today was another very narrow ranging day. We've seen many of these of late. We have to consider we're in the summer doldrums number one. The volume was extremely light today. It shows just under the average, but consider that the average, because the volume is getting lighter and lighter into the summer doldrum time period, the average is coming down. We did 55 million shares today. The average volume happens to be down here at the bottom, about 61 million shares. The point here is there's no institutional participation. So the market's in floater mode floats up a little bit floats down a little bit no conviction either way when there is you'll see a flood of volume come in in one direction or the other doesn't matter if you get big volume on the way up it could be one of two things the beginning of a new leg higher or the beginning of an exhaustion move we don't know until we know but that's the type of thing that you find in the course Lazy E-mini trader, another slip in under the radar screen. Couple of other things that are important of note for the S&P 500. What did they do today? And we're going to talk more about this when we get inside the numbers. But the reality is, is they ran a garden variety test today. And guess what? We discussed a couple of charts last night. We talked about this event or a very similar event where support would be. And guess what? They did the thing right out of the chute. Here's a great example of the type of thing we discuss over and over and over again. And we discussed last night. Here we have a breakup candle with a low at 450.71. Let's get our faculties and understand where we are in terms of time. This candle here that comes down looks like it runs a test of the low. That candle is the first 120 minute candle of the day. So let's do something. Let's jump right over to inside the numbers and we're going to begin our focus at the 920 post, which is 10 minutes before the opening bell. In the spirit of being prepared, if and when they run a test of the breakup candle low, there should be a reaction in the other direction on the first run under normal garden variety conditions. A spike of 451 would get my attention for a long side trade. Now, why aren't I talking about the actual low, which is about 25, 30 cents lower? And here's the reason. We're in the summer doldrums, light volume. Sometimes, oftentimes, they don't actually run a test all the way down to the low. So here's the concept. This is from, should I say, a little bit of experience. You have a round number at 451. You have the breakup candle low about 450.70. Do they have to run all the way to the low? No. A lot of times they just come in the neighborhood, in the vicinity. Also, if you have a spike of the round number 451, now you're in between, somewhat in between a round number 
and the breakup candle low. And here's the thing. And you have to kind of understand the big picture when I say this. What's the difference of 10 or 20 cents? On one hand, I'm pretty confident that that area is going to produce a reaction in the other direction. So here's the deal. Sometimes I only want my number. Other times, it's a bit of a zone, but there should be, under normal garden variety market conditions, a reaction in the other direction. So herein lies, there's a time for, and there's a time not for. This is one of those times for, what's the difference of 10 or 20 cents? If you're going to get the type of reaction you should get, it's not going to matter. You're going to get a good trade out of it. Life goes on. Now you saw the commentary before the opening bell, so everybody's prepared. You know, the routine right of the vertical is today's activity. Today we're looking at a seven-minute chart only just because. No reason in particular. The horizontal line represents 451. Here's the opening candle. The opening print is 452.13. I'm giving you 451 before the opening bell. The low of day happens to be 450.92. They turn around, go back in the other direction, and basically get stuck all day long. So now, back to the commentary, you know the routine. You could see the writing on the wall. By 9.53, it's showtime for the bulls to bounce the market. They did the 451 deal. Before that, I'm saying, and this is just minutes before that, by happenstance, patience is required for the SPY trade. I'm trying to say, and you have to read between the lines, don't jump in the trade before they at least get to 451. Still waiting for 451. Now here's what we're going to do with the rest of the commentary. You saw the market after the morning trade, after picking up quote-unquote low of day, it basically didn't do anything after the bounce. It flatlined. So what do we do with that? Well, we run up the commentary, you pause the video, go back to the chart, double check the work, see just the degree in which I'm bonkers, or maybe, just maybe, I'm onto something. Just maybe, inside the number members have a beat on the market most of the time. There's the remainder of the commentary, pause the video, go back to the chart, double check the work. How about stocks on the move? We always look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to take a look at FIVN, NXPI, ZM, which is Zoom, and those are the ones that hit or at least went under their price entry objectives. Schlumberger and Stone didn't hit their numbers. They're off the board. 5-9, here's the situation. There were three numbers that you saw on the board. Entries one, two, and three. So the thing opened below entry number one and two. So what do we do? Very simple. The only entry on the board is the third one, 156.65. They went a little bit lower. They bounced right back up, surpassing the first entry, 159.45. They basically gave you a bunt for base hit came back down, went up a little higher later. That's it. It was a bunt for base hit. Slightly more than the minimum required base hit. A base hit, nonetheless. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. You need a lot of them. This is a rinse and repeat business. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. This has what we call 
the compounding effect. NXPI, bit of a shit burger, never got back to the second number, closed below the stop. It is, by definition, a shit burger. My numbers were incorrect. The trade was wrong. We move on. About Zoom, and the reason why we're looking at this one, not because it produced a trade, but because it produced a keeping out of trouble operation. Not that it went anywhere, but here's the situation. 300 and a quarter was item number one. Level number two was 293.98, and it opened below all of them. I did have a third one on the board, and it never got to the third one, and it basically went sideways all day long. What's that telling us? It hung out for a cup of coffee. It likely has another destination in mind. Maybe we'll get a crack at it tomorrow, but because it opened below the two, it was wiped off the board. It was a no trade, and it didn't really go anywhere anyway. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, it's interesting, and as long as they stay above 225.50 or so, then it's bullish. They're above all the moving averages, and they could be eating time off the clock to run a test of the next spot. What's the next spot? Well, we talked about it already. 229, maybe even as high as 230. It's a fat round number. Remember, the big picture is, if I'm right and there's some time left on the clock, and the market is actually going to put in a turn, and the turn is going to come, let's just say, somewhere in the neighborhood of mid-September. Maybe slightly before, maybe slightly after, but in that ballpark. If that's the case, then these markets can certainly push higher. We could certainly have a melt-up operation. A melt-up operation is designed for one thing, and one thing only. It's to get the last bear off the bear train onto the bull train. The last bear throws in the towel. All the buyers are in the market. There's nobody left to buy, and that's the end. They're not there yet. As crazy as that sounds, they're not there yet. What about the folks down at the transportation department? How about 14760 That's an important spot. I think it's more important than may meet the eye. Remember, this is my second favorite market-leading indicator, but it's my first favorite canary in the coal mine. They just collapsed right back down to close below the 50 and 20 period moving average. Now, let's note something about the moving averages. They're not as important as they once were or would have been had price come from afar. But they've been back and forth. They've been riding over these moving averages for a few days. They were riding under the moving averages for a few days. So the moving averages are not as important as they once would be, but they still have some importance. Just to dive down and close below the moving averages, we have to take note. That's what we call a puzzle piece. We put it on the table. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? The Q people. Anything doing over here? Well, not really. They didn't really do anything today. They tried to push up. They didn't get her done, but they didn't do anything. So we just look at this and say, look what happened today versus where they are on the chart. Nothing happened. All we need to do is simply move it along. And I can assure you, I'm looking on the screen at a bunch of other charts, and none of the other charts minus maybe some very short-term charts, are saying anything material 
for the cues. Now you say, well, what's a short-term chart saying? Well, here's a 30-minute chart, for example, and you have a nice breakdown candle, and look, they went up to run a test of at least in the neighborhood of the highs, and they started to roll back over, so we know one thing. If they can get over the high of this candle, 380.58, and close, in this case, a half hour or more than one half hour above that spot, they're going to be pushing up to new highs. And likely, they're not waiting for the half hour to close. Sometimes they'll just do the thing right out of the chute in the morning and gap them over it early in the day. We don't know, but my eye is drawn to a chart that looks like this and says, hey, this isn't a bullish setup. This is a bearish setup, but what's it really telling us? It's a bearish setup that may take price down to what? Down to run a test of this breakup candle low, which kind of coincides with what? The 50-period moving average. Let's just call it 376.80 or higher, 377 in that neighborhood. It's not that big of a deal in the big scheme of things. It's how the market works. The market goes up, the market pulls in. The market goes up, the market pulls in. It recocks the weapon. It does it from a short-term perspective, it does it intermediate term, and it does it from a long-term perspective. Speaking of long-term perspectives, this is the monthly chart. Now, when's the last time it really recocked the weapon on the monthly chart? It's been quite a while, and we talk about melt-ups. When we talked about melt-up before, I was referring really to the daily chart, which goes up, it pulls back, recocks the weapon, goes up again. So it's resetting time. It's resetting the tape. It's giving it a refueling opportunity. But when we look at the monthly chart, we're already in a melt-up operation. It's just a matter of when it's going to end. Not if, it's just when. Will the queues make it to 400? Will they make it to 450? Will they make it to four and a quarter? Will they come up short of 400? We really don't know, but all in all, what we do know is, at some point in time, they're going to come back to run a test of home base. What's home base? It's the 20-period moving average. On the monthly chart today, the moving average is at 287.75. Now, it's going to creep up over time, and if the Qs, for example, went sideways for a while it would give the 20-period moving average, or home base, a chance to creep up to price as they ate time off the clock. Maybe that'll happen, or maybe they'll come back down to run a test of home base. Keep in mind, this is a monthly chart, and these monthly charts typically take a long time to unfold, develop, slash, play out. What about the financials? Is there anything going on with the XLF? As long as they're above all the moving averages, there's not a lot going on. It finished down five cents today. We can't make a federal case out of a nickel. Smash Mouth. Now here's what we'll say about Smash Mouth. The other day, they broke out to new highs yet again, and they've already pulled back. So here's the situation. We're gonna use the old high as we always do, 271.79, as somewhat of a pivot, a line in the sand, if you will. If they stay above that, right now they're below it, but if they pop back above that, that's obviously bullish. But if they can't get back above that, then it's a potential failed breakout situation. So again, 
in the spirit of being inside my head, this is what jumped off the page at me when I brought up the daily chart. Now, when I look at the weekly chart, it's in an uptrend. There's nothing wrong with this. Absolutely, bottom left to top right. Monthly chart, melt-up operation. Could go higher, of course. There's no telling exactly what price the melt-up will end. However, there is a time. When time is up, that's the end. And when that occurs, the market will indicate this to us. It will tell us by virtue of putting in a sign and or signal of a trend change. It will first start on shorter term charts. It will morph from there, hourly, 120, 240. And before you know it, you have a turn on your hands. Until such time as that occurs, the trend is your friend. In the spirit of the summer doldrums, quote-unquote, waiting on the phony jobs number all the way on Friday, we've pretty much covered everything that we needed to. So before I go, have I informed you that without you, these videos are not possible? Therefore, I really do appreciate each and every one of you. Flipped up the order of operation. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.